Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. So, I asked for this last time, but I'm going to do it again. So if you haven't yet, and you've been subscribed, or you've been enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell somebody who you think might also enjoy it, this podcast. And if you haven't yet, please, please, please leave just a short uh, comment and review and let people know that you like it. That way, uh, more people are likely to be like, oh, look, look, the people who listen to this like this podcast, and there's people listening, and there's people enjoying and thinking it's helpful. Um, which will allow more people to find this podcast, which will hopefully allow this podcast to keep going. Because um, I really enjoy doing this, and uh, yeah, so I want to be able to keep doing this. All right, with that out of the way, on this podcast, we're going to talk about not waiting for the muse. And I sort of talked about this... Um, I feel like I sort of mention this uh, pretty often, and it's a thing that I'm definitely really passionate about, and I think there's just a lot of misconceptions when it comes to um, art in general and the role of luck in life and in success, and um, and I see this in in songwriting and in music stuff, and then outside of it too, and sometimes we as songwriters are, um, I don't know. We can tend to be maybe on the dreamer side of things, which sometimes um, lends itself to being a little bit more like, oh, success will come my way and starving artist and all that kind of thing, um, when it doesn't have to be that way. And I guess, I guess I'm so, in that way, I'm sort of thankful that I'm also a computer scientist, so I have that um, sort of math engineering practical side too, where I'm like, all right, so if I put in the work, it will, it will come kind of thing, um, which I think is really valuable. So that's, that's part of what I want to impart on you today. Um, but, but yeah, so we're basically talking about not waiting for the muse. So first, first thing is, as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I thought, man, you know, what's a funny phrase that we use and the way we use it sort of is the opposite of what it actually would be. And that phrase is strike gold. So whenever somebody says, oh, they struck gold, it's usually like, uh, you know, they're waiting around and then they had this idea and then they actually did something and boom, it just happened to be the greatest idea ever. You know what I mean? Like, like the first thing that, that, you know, Steve Jobs ever did was start Apple and boom, there it is. Or... You know, the first time a light bulb was tried to be invented, oh, it just happens to work. Like, like that's sort of how it comes across. That's how it sounds when people say "strike gold." Um, it's it's never it's never a uh, man. That person was digging. They were trying different businesses. They were trying different songs. They were writing for years. They were honing their craft for years, whatever that craft might be. And then eventually, through that hard work. They, and as they're sifting through the sand and the dirt, if you will, they finally found some gold. 
It's never said that way, but when you think about it, that's really a little more realistic of what striking gold was, right? Like it's not it's not like the people just, you know, walked by and oh, there's a giant bar of gold and now we're set for life. They just happened to be walking by. They were just they were just on a hike, you know, minding their own business, and there is a giant piece of gold and they just picked it up and they're like, "Well, guess this is retirement, honey." Like that that's not how it worked, right? Like You've probably done the whole like panning for gold thing, right? It's little bits at a time. You put the work in, you get little bits at a time. Sometimes it comes, some areas are better than others. You know, part of it's your resourcefulness, whether you're in the right area or not. There's a little bit of luck involved, sure. But for the most part, like, you know where the, generally where the gold is and you put the work in and eventually you're going to get some gold. And that's, that's really what striking gold is. But nobody says it like that. And I think that's really indicative of, of how our culture misunderstands success in general and how they misunderstand just how to succeed. And, and, and that's sort of this overemphasis on luck and vast underemphasis on work and doing the right work. You know, being busy and being productive are not the same thing. You know, we can be busy all the time, but get nothing actually done. You know, or we're busy in quotes, but we're busy, you know, taking the dog on a walk and vacuuming the floor. And, you know, obviously those are good things. Take your dog on a walk. But, you know, those aren't those aren't the same as taking the time to, to work on songwriting and to practice your instrument. So success is really doing, you know, just doing over and over, practicing over and over making mistakes, being okay with that and learning from them and then doing some more. That's, that's really what success is in a nutshell. It's very rarely overnight. And even when the story is told that way, it's with the backdrop of, yes, they had this overnight success after they learned many lessons from years and years and years of failure. And if you wait for the muse to write, you know, that striking gold thing. If you wait for that, it, it just might never come because you're not putting the work in. You can't like, like, what do you expect to just walk around all day and never write? And then all of a sudden, oh, the perfect idea is dropped in your lap and you know how to write a perfect lyric and song and then it's good. And then you can just do that enough to write 10 songs every other year um, to be able to produce some albums and you're the greatest songwriter of all time. Like, is that what you expect? Cause I, f I feel like that's how a lot of people sort of treat it. You know, they, they might laugh and be like, oh, of course I don't expect that. But then they don't, you know, you don't, you gotta actually sit down and write, not just when you're feeling inspired, you have to do it. It's work. You know, just because it's art doesn't mean that it's not a skill. It's not a craft. Um, and, and the idea, just the overemphasis of talent in our culture is another major problem here, but we'll get to that. So, so, so my question to you really is, do you want to rely on luck or rely on skills that you learn from honing your craft? Because if you just wait for the muse, you're just relying on luck, right? Because the muse is sort of a lucky thing. Just sometimes it blesses you with this great idea. And when I say it, obviously the muse is not a real thing. It's just inspiration. And that's sort of the embodiment of it. It's, it's how we humanize it. Um, so obviously the muse in a technical sense is not a real thing, but inspiration, right? Um, and it just sort of strikes at will. You know, you can, you can sort of nudge it and stuff. But for the most part, the muse is considered that like, you know, that epiphany, that idea out of nowhere. Um, 
And and I don't know about you, but I you know, if this is something I'm passionate about or if it's just something that I want to do, like I, I don't want to just rely on luck. I want to I want to put the work in. I want to get better at my craft. I, I don't want to have to have the muse visit me to write a great song. I want to be able to write a great song with or without the muse. And when the muse happens, it's just a bonus. That, that's what I want. And that's what you should want, too. Because then you're not, you're not, you're not constrained by, by luck. Instead, instead you're, you're constrained by the skill that you build. You're in control of that. And skill is built through practice. So you got to practice, even even if, you know, not a single decent lyric or lyrical idea comes from an hour-long songwriting session. That's fine. You just work through some ideas that won't work. Or maybe later, you might look back at one of those ideas and been like, actually, now I know what to do with that. So if you don't even make time to write, how how is the muse going to even have time to inspire you, right? If you're too busy doing everything else except writing constantly, when, when does the muse even have a chance to get a word in ed- edgewise, right? You're too busy doing other stuff. And you just expect the muse to insert itself in there and smack you over the head and be like, look, hit song or, you know, great song or whatever it is that your goal is. So another way to put this is imagine you're a drawing, right? A drawing for... I don't know, winning a new TV at some music festival or, or winning a autographed guitar at a music festival or something. Now, there's, t- there's two people. One has 200 tickets. How they got that doesn't matter, but 200 tickets. They have 200 tickets, 200 entries into this drawing. And another person has five. Now, the person with five might win, Right? You know, a person, technically, if you have 10,000 tickets and 9,999 of them all belong to one person, there is still an extremely slim chance that the one person who has one ticket will actually win that. But their probability of it is pretty small, right? That would be unbelievably lucky, as an unprecedented kind of thing. Like, that just would never happen. It would happen one in 10,000 times, actually, which is extremely rare. And so, so the guy that has five tickets might win this autographed guitar. But who do you want to be? Before that drawing is, is, is going, who, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy that has 200 tickets, 200 chances? Or do you want to be the guy that has five the obvious answer should be 200, right? And that, that's, that's sort of what, what writing as a habit is and not waiting for the muse. Because if you wait for the muse, you know, you, you, then you're not really writing that much. So you might have five songs and, you know, they, because you waited for the muse, maybe on average they're, they're, they're on average better than the 200 songs the other guy wrote. But they also wrote 200 songs. So they might, they might have 50 that are great songs, like you're five and they earned 45 of those, and five were because of the muse or something like that. And regardless, in, in this example, right, the muse or success or hit song or whatever it is you want to be, whatever you, whatever you think the goal is, regardless of that, the person with more entries, the person with more songs written, the person who put more time in has a better chance. So 
And I'm not saying that you just need to write as many songs as possible and don't care about the quality. That's not at all what I'm saying. I would consider myself very much more, uh, I write a lot, but I rarely write a full song unless I think this has promise. And then if I get to the first verse and chorus and I still think it's good, then I'll keep writing. If, if I'm like, yeah, I don't know, then I'll kind of let it, let it die. So I have tons of partial songs because I don't even bother wasting my time finishing songs that I know is just, this isn't, uh, it's not, it's not quite right. So I'm not saying that you need to write 200 songs every couple of years or some other obscene number. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to keep writing and you need to keep writing these partial songs. And whether you, whether you see them all the way through, even though you think like, oh, this song's garbage or not is irrelevant. What is relevant is that you didn't try to write five songs this year. You tried to write 200 songs this year. And the difference between trying to write five and trying to write 200 is you probably end up with more total, full, completed songs with the 200. And you probably end up with more good songs with that, too. Because you didn't just have the Muse-inspired songs. You also had the songs that you worked on and created. And even then... Even when the muse strikes, the idea that, that, that the muse sort of carries you through the whole songwriting process very rarely happens. It just very rarely happens. And no matter what, your songwriting skills are still going to help you along the way. And th this is sort of what I want to end with. And based on how passionate I am about this stuff, th that might mean we are still many minutes away. But don't overestimate talent. I, it drives me absolutely insane the amount of times that I hear people freak out about like, oh, they're so talented or another person be like, oh, I'm not talented. Like talent is maybe the single most overrated thing on the planet. Like talent matters, right? Like talent is good. You know, like, you're probably not going to make the NBA or the, or the NFL without talent, probably, like some talent, right? But the idea that talent is the end-all, be-all, and that anybody who's successful was successful because of their talent is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. You know what talent is? Talent is all those kids that at six years old are prodigies doing incredible things. And you know what happens to the vast majority of them? Do they continue to improve at a rapid pace and they're just a million times better at piano or whatever it is they do than anybody else? No, they tend to even out over time. Over time, they end up being just another really good piano player or another really good chess player. They just developed more quickly. They had more talent, but at the end of the day, Talent really just sort of defines your low-end capabilities. Like, if you didn't work at all, if you didn't try at all, right? If you've, like, talent, really, if you think about it, is a kid gets to a basketball court for the first time. How decent is he? How well does he hold his own? That's talent. Talent also could be uh, sort of your, your top end. Like, at some point you're going to be capped by the amount of talent you were given. The problem is most people don't even get close to that, right? So, so yeah, maybe if you're five foot five and you have flat feet and something, like you're probably not going to go to the NBA, right? Your probability is very low because you don't have very much talent or any talent at all in that area. And I'm not saying that that person should still work and eventually they'll make the NBA. 
I mean, maybe not in that case. But overall, this idea of talent is just so overrated and it's so overdone. And no, you know, I don't think I can say it better than Calvin Coolidge, so I'll just quote him, which is, I'll read the full quote first and then the part that is most important to me, which is, so nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. So again, a quote from Calvin Coolidge. And to me, the highlight of that is nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. And I feel like just looking at the world, that's incredibly obvious. I know so many people that are talented at so many different things. I really think that everybody has talents. Some people think they're talentless. I think that's a bunch of baloney. Everybody has talents. Maybe maybe they haven't found their talent because they aren't trying to find their talent or aren't trying hard enough to find their talent or don't care enough. But I think everybody's talented in different things. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter that much. At the end of the day, the guy with all the talent in the world who doesn't work at it is not going to be as good as the person who puts in the time. It's incredible. There's so many studies out there about pretty much, pretty much for anything, even intelligence and how successful one is in school and all those things. Overridingly, the amount of time is the determiner. You probably heard of the 10,000 hour rule, the idea that you become an expert after doing something for 10,000 hours. And there was a lot of, you know, that's not just a made up number. There's, there's actually a lot of research into that. And so don't use talent as an excuse or as an arrogance. Because just because you're talented doesn't mean crap. Who cares? There's a ton of people who are talented. There's nothing more common than a talented guy who's a nobody, who doesn't do anything. Work is what's going to separate you from everybody else, not talent. And yes, of course, the combo of talent and work is is where obviously it's at because you also can't be talentless and just work your way through whatever skill you want. I mean, you can to an extent, but you know, if you're totally unmusically talented, you're probably not going to become a successful musical artist. You need some talent there. So don't use some idea of a lack of talent as excuse. You know, if, if you know somebody who, oh man, they're so much better at the piano than me, or, oh, I saw one of their lyrics and they're, you know, it was the first lyric they ever wrote and it's so much better than the lyrics I write and I've been writing for two years or, or anything like that. Like, don't just leave that alone, right? Cause they might've struck gold, written a song and that's all they'll ever do. And who cares? But if you keep working, you're going to keep improving. And work is what makes you get better and better and better. Not luck, not talent. Talent doesn't get make you better and better and better. Talent just is just that baseline. That's all it is. And on the, on the other side, don't get arrogant because of talent. Because I, I know so many people who think, oh, well, I'm talented at this thing. So I can just c- kind of just cruise by, right? That person in high school who's really tall and athletic and they just kind of cruise by and think, wow. I score 30 points a game in my high school basketball, and I don't need to practice that much because I'm the star of the show just by b- 
being myself. And then they go to college and they probably don't make the team, right? Like there's always going to be somebody that's better than you. And at some point, talent just doesn't matter anymore. You can have all the talent in the world and it's not going to matter. And really, no matter what side of this you're on, this should be a good thing to you. Because there's a ton of people with talent. You don't, you don't want to put your whole future success on the shoulders of talent. Because there's going to be a ton of people more talented than you and I at, at, at any given thing we're, that we're, you know, we care about, we want to get better at. You know, you know what, a million, what a ton of people won't be able to do, though, is put in the work. They're too busy watching Netflix. They're too busy playing video games. They're too busy doing other stuff that doesn't matter. So this should be a good thing, because if you're talented and you're willing to put in the time, how unstoppable are you going to be? And if you're not as talented as the next guy, but you're going to put in the time, it will be no time. In no time, you will surpass that person. And this isn't to be a competitive thing. But I know how we all think sometimes. We sometimes get down ourselves. Oh, I'm not as good at this one thing as this other person. Which we shouldn't worry about. But in general, in general, you can't wait for the muse. You got to work for this. You got to work for this. Write when you don't feel like writing. Write when you think you don't have time for writing. Don't rely on talent. Don't weep for lack of talent. Go out. Write, write, write. And sometimes the muse will strike and it will be amazing, but work for it. Rely on your skill, not the muse. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.